in a week of college basketball where it's just, hey, take care of business and move on, I know, I know, I know, I know, Vandy is a lot worse than the teams I'm about to mention, so hang with me. But South Carolina goes and beats Tennessee uh, in Knoxville. Kentucky loses to Florida in Rupp. Georgia gave, I mean, was hammering Alabama early. Bama has a strong second half and comes back and wins in Athens. That's a big How about win. How about the loser, the loser of Saturday's game between Tennessee and Kentucky will be looking at a two-game losing streak. I mean, how, That's I mean, crazy. Both, both of those teams are coming into that game off a loss, which is, which is just insane. Mississippi State, fresh off of a big win over Auburn. They had, ju- they had beaten Tennessee earlier this year. They go to Ole Miss and give up a lot of points in a loss. We'll talk about Ole Miss later for sure. For Auburn, though, you come in against a team like Vanderbilt and you say, hey, Vandy can be dangerous, but you you need to go out there and just take care of business first and foremost. And Auburn did that. It wasn't always pretty. The second half really, really turned it on for Auburn. But 81-54, the Tigers beat up on Vanderbilt. Um, Dan, we can talk a lot about this Auburn offense and the questions about it and you know the good performances in this game and 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 you know I'm sure we'll dedicate a lot of time to it but first and foremost this Auburn defense is something special and I know Vanderbilt is a rough offensive team this year but they still have Tyron Lawrence they still have Ezra Mannion they've got some dudes Jerry Sackhouse is a great excellence and O's coach I know it hasn't clicked for them this year but they've got some danger to them. Auburn held them to 28% from two and 24% from deep. And, I mean, this this was this was one of the best team defensive performances. And I don't care if you're playing Vanderbilt or, you know, the most bottom-of-the-barrel team in Division One, Holding anybody to below 30% from the field and just .75 points uh, defensive rating – Phenomenal game for Auburn on the defensive end. And that, to me, is one of those things where if your defense shows up to consistently, you can be in any game. Because offense is just, is just an area where it comes and goes a little more infrequently. Tighter than Scrooge's wallet, this, this Auburn go. defense right now. I mean, you think it's – I mean, what they were able to do and, – and, yeah, there's the, the caveats about Vanderbilt's season thus far. Uh, but what Auburn was able to do – yeah, I mean, defense like that will, will give you a chance – pretty much uh you know against pretty much anyone you've got in in the league and um it's not it's not one or two key i mean janai broom is an enormous part of what auburn can do defensively but it's not just what janai broom is doing it, it's it's auburn's ability to guard on the perimeter it's auburn's ability to get out and and something something that we pointed out uh on a previous episode that i think deserves uh closer scrutiny when people complain about Auburn's rebounding numbers, and I understand it, it's tough to it's tough to win when, when the rebounding numbers are skewed towards your opponent, I think some of that is deliberate by Auburn because they want to get out and tra- they want to get out and transition on defense. They want to they want to prevent the other team from getting out of the run. So they're not sending five to the basket trying to rebound. They're they're acknowledging, yeah, may- maybe maybe we get beat on the boards at times, but we're not going to let you go out on the run and score quickly after grabbing a defensive rebound. Auburn's transition defense has been excellent all season long. It feels like teams very rarely get out on the run after a miss against Auburn. So I would think that that's uh, something else that, I mean, I, I don't have the fast break points in front of me for Vanderbilt, but um, it, it felt like there were, uh, I've got uh, nine fast break points in the game for Vanderbilt 
on uh, on Wednesday night. And the other key, too, is second chance points. Uh, eight second chance points for Vandy on 11 offensive rebounds. I mean, that's the thing where Auburn's got to – you know, I, I believe the stat was Auburn's 11-1 and one this year when they out-rebound their opponent. There are going to be times where they play teams that crash the glass really, really hard, and this Auburn team is not the best at scraping up defensive rebounds, although I think at times this year they've improved. But, you know, in a game like this, you just got to be able to take advantage and defensive rebounding bounding travel. Um, Auburn did not – rebound as well and defend they, they defended pretty well against against a and I mean, i'm sorry mississippi state throughout the rebounding was not there the rebounding hurt them down the stretch and, and a little bit of the defense against alabama when you go play old miss this weekend you got to bring that it's that defense it's that rebounding and again this team continues to go into it and, and even in the losses we've seen this this year from from auburn they go into these games and say, "Hey, you're really good. The, you're their leading scores. We're going to make life as hard on you as possible." And to to that point, Tyron Lawrence and Ezra Mannion they combine for nearly 30 points a game this year. They shoot about both shoot above 40 percent from the field. This game combined 17 points, three of 19 from the field. When you take away a team's best options, you make it harder and harder for them to win. Sometimes, like Mississippi State, when Auburn you know, slow down uh, their big man. Sometimes other guys step up, and, and Auburn's got to take advantage on their own end on offense to, to make this fully work. But, damn, this defense is number three in the country in, in, in both raw effective field goal percentage this season and adjusted defensive efficiency. Any way you slice it, this is one of the best defenses in college basketball, and it's crazy to think that because we spent all offseason and Bruce Pearl set, spent the early part of the season worried about his defense. These dudes have locked in and, and bought in, and it just – that can carry you a lot of way because shooting and offense can come and go. And even in the two losses last week when Auburn goes on the road against a pair of, you know, at the moment NCAA tournament teams in Alabama and Mississippi State, and they lose those games by four and six, uh, I mean, the defense was still there for, for most – I mean, the, the to the point I was just making about the, the fast break points versus rebounding – so Vanderbilt's not a great example because Auburn won the rebounding battle against Vanderbilt too. But even in the game in Starkville, Auburn is out-rebounded by 15 by Mississippi State, and State only had 12 fast break points in that game. I mean, Auburn's ability to, to neutralize a team's ability to score easy baskets in transition, those add up. And, and that's one of the things, on top of Auburn being an excellent half-court defense both at the perimeter and around the basket, uh, it, it makes it increasingly difficult for teams – uh, if they're not if they're not really on their game uh, to string points together against Auburn. On the offensive side, Dan, uh, the Denver Jones game finally happened, and uh, w- what a start it was for him! Three of three from deep in the first four minutes of the game, and he was locked in from there. Um, he had another three later in the game. Had some good trips to the free throw line. Had a very nasty step back uh, jumper in it. One of the funniest stat lines you're ever going to see, because I don't know if you saw this, Dan, but here's here's the numbers for Denver Jones. 19 points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero fouls, zero turnovers, zero blocks, zero steals um, in 24 minutes. I, can't, I could not find another game at, at Auburn where someone's had 15 or more points and no other counting stats. True bucket getter, Denver Jones. But Bruce Pearl said it after the game, uh, and it bears repeating here, Auburn's a different basketball team if they get that Denver Jones. Now, he has not had to be FIU Denver Jones this year, and I think one of the big stories of the season has been 
even though he's not been the high-scoring guy he was at FIU, he has been a much better defender, and he has been a key piece to what Auburn is doing on that end of the floor like we just talked about. But if Denver Jones starts splashing double-digit points more frequently for Auburn, and he is their best three-point shooter, and he's a dead-eye, and he's got great repeatable mechanics, if they do that, this team gets a lot more dangerous in a tough second half of the of the SEC schedule because um, he's a true three. Him and Chad Baker Mazzara, who also had a really good game, these guys are true three-level scorers that Auburn just did not have very many of last year and um, can be difference makers, as I write in the mailbag today, in situations where they might get into crunch time here coming up. I was starting to see similarities between Denver and Zepp Jasper, who, who had those two great years for Auburn, uh, but was largely a defensive player who, who didn't contribute a ton offensively. And if you remember, Zepp came from Charleston uh, having been a big-time yeah. scorer. Yeah, he was conference. a scorer. Zepp, yeah, Zepp was a big-time scorer who transitioned into a role as a lead perimeter defender. I wondered if that was in the cards for Denver this year. It still might be, but Auburn getting when, – when Bruce Pearl – talked about, I think it was after the Mississippi State game, some guys need to stop shooting. I don't think he was talking about Denver Jones. Nope. Like, I don't think, he, I don't think Denver, I think there was even sort of a, we maybe need, there was, like, the, the subliminal thing there was, we need to get more shots for Denver Jones. And, and, maybe. and, they, and they called sets to get him free, and, and I think that's big. Uh, that's huge for him, and I think you're going to start seeing more of that moving forward, especially on the road where, whereas Auburn has not been a great three-point shooting team away from home at all, Denver's been pretty good. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. But looking at Auburn's schedule in February, three tournament teams at home, four tough road games, including Georgia, who's playing better basketball lately under Mike White. Looking at the seven games Auburn plays in February, is it? am I going too far to say that as much as Auburn has relied on its depth to this point in the season, maybe you're probably looking at 25-plus minutes a game from Broom and Williams and Baker Mazzara and Denver Jones in most of those games because of what they bring offensively? Potentially. Um, Jalen Williams played 27 minutes uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night against Vanderbilt. Great game for Jalen. Uh, a capital B back type performance. He struggled in those two losses against uh, Bama and Mississippi State, especially around the rim. This game, um, you know, six of – or I'm sorry, he only misses one three and he only misses one two-point – uh, field goal the whole game. Really good assist game from him. Him and Chad Baker-Mazzara combined for eight assists and just one turnover. When your secondary playmakers are cooking, it just frees up everything for this offense. It takes the pressure off your point guards. Everything gets open. Now, I do think the big thing for Auburn is the inside-out game, when Jalen Williams is hitting from around the rim, it creates more space for guys like Denver Jones and these other guys to hit shots. Jedi Broom, too. By the way, real quick, you know, don't want to soapbox this too much. Is this going to be about Janai shooting threes? Well, no, it's good. That That's good. I, I don't want to soapbox too much about this. Don't overlook how dadgum good Janai Broom has, has been this year. 16 points, 11 rebounds, five blocks in this game, four assists. Okay. You look at any place that rates players uh, in college basketball. Jedi Broom is one of the best you're going to find anywhere. He's not Zach Eady. No one's Zach Eady. Zach Eady's nine foot eleven or whatever it is. This dude is playing like I, I tweeted it on 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 Thursday. I'm going to say it again here. He rolls out of bed and gets 14 points, eight rebounds, and a few blocks. And then just it might be more. And like we've seen here recently, 
He's on a roll right now, man. Do not take this dude for granted. I know he is not the most physically dominant player. I know he's not the flashiest player around, but he has got such a high floor this season that it helps Auburn a ton when they know they've got one of the best rim protectors in America on the floor, and he's a great scorer, and he's a great rebounder. And also, uh, he's becoming a better all-around offensive weapon. It is just He is playing some of the best basketball in the country this year, and it's getting overlooked because, A, he's not a high-scoring guard, or B, he's not Zach Eady. If the balloting happened today, I'm thinking Connect is your is your conference player of the year. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking it's Dalton Connect. Janai's a first teamer and maybe yes. defense and maybe conference defensive player of the year. With, w- with the way yeah. he's with the way he's blocking shots. Like I would say if the balloting happened today, Janai Broom is a first team all conference player and and probably the SEC defensive player of the year. 